Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. And this is Portland's Afternoon News. Thank you very much for joining us here on this Monday. I'm Jim Ferretti in for Tim Lance. On average, about 650 Washingtonians were hospitalized each day with COVID-19 last week. Tara Briley with the Washington State Hospital Association says that's relatively good news. It's interesting to reflect that this time last year, we had an average of 1,150 COVID hospitalizations per day. Right now, we are averaging 116 new hospitalizations each day and roughly 25 to 30 COVID deaths. She says the bad news is there is a high number of patients on ventilators, which means you can expect virus-related deaths to continue to climb. In a sign that the pandemic is beginning to ease, Governor Kate Brown announcing today that the Oregon National Guard will finally be relieved of its duty of helping local hospitals with COVID-19 patients. KXL's Zachary Barnes has our story. More than 1,600 Guard members worked in dozens of hospitals across the state, helping deliver supplies, performing clerical work, and patient intake as the state saw a surge in COVID cases. During a visit to Guard members at Camp Withacum in Clackamas County, Governor Brown said it's been an extraordinary two years for the National Guard, helping with door-to-door support during harsh winter storms, serving amid a historic fire season, and stepping up again when the Delta variant surged. Guard members spent more than 400,000 man-hours helping hospitals. Zachary Barnes, FM News 101. 4.04 is the time, and we're hearing for the first time today from the new head coach of the Oregon Ducks, 35-year-old Dan Lanning says he's excited for the opportunity in front of him, but he also addressed Oregon's former players at today's press conference. To our former players, I am a servant to you. Um, Whether I have coached you or not, we want you uh, to know this is a program you can be proud of and part of. Um, This is a place that your involvement is very important to us. We want you back. Uh, And one thing, even when you leave home, this place should always feel like home to you. On Sunday, the Oregonian published a letter from 14 former players, including Joey Harrington, that said they wanted the university to hire someone already connected to the program. Harrington later said the letter was only meant for athletic director Rob Mullins, and he and the rest of the former players welcomed Coach Lanning to Eugene. Washington Governor Jay Inslee today announcing his ambitious climate package for 2022. Here's KXL's Grant McHill. The governor says good progress has been made in reducing pollution across the state, but more needs to be done. And that is to reduce our emissions an additional 6 million metric tons annually. To do that, the governor is asking state legislators to back his $626 million plan that decarbonizes the building sector, implements the Climate Commitment Act, and invests in clean transportation and clean energy. In addition to the new proposals we roll out today, we are committed to successfully successfully implement the laws that we already have. That's why I'm proposing the establishment of an Office of Climate Commitment Accountability. Grant McHill, FM News 101. Boy, it was a wet and windy weekend and a number of people out there dealing with damage to their homes and yards after it. Here's KXL's John Eric Smith with some ideas from an arborist about falling trees. 
Dash Skank is an arborist in Portland. He says that if you're worried about your trees falling over, there's one type of tree that falls in wet and rainy weather more than any other. When we deal with trees that have fallen over, oftentimes they're dead. There really is no tree that's more likely to fall over than any other tree. I've seen everything from firs, cedars, maples, alders, birch trees. Just pretty much everything that's out there, I've probably seen it fall over. Skank says that there are signs you can look out for to tell if your tree is in distress or near death, including dropping bark or mushrooms growing on the tree. John Eric Smith, FM News 101. In the past 18 months, the Sunshine Division has helped four times as many people as it did in 2019. KXL's Rosemary Reynolds says this week is going to be very busy for them. Tonight and Wednesday night, volunteers will spend several hours at the Sunshine Division Fulfillment Center in Wilsonville. The objective is to have 4,000 holiday food boxes ready for delivery by Saturday. Kyle Camberg. The 99th year in a row, we are going to have over 500 volunteers that show up. Um, they come out to PIR. We load them up with a team of volunteers with a, a with a holiday food box and a, uh, a turkey and some mashed potatoes and stuffing and bread, and off they go. And By the end of the holiday season, the Sunshine Division will have made over a half a million pounds of food available to needy families. Rosemary Reynolds, FM News 101. Coming up here on KXL, a quick reminder from your local Walmart. Only service animals are allowed inside. We'll explain at 416. Then the president makes his way to Kentucky. We'll tell you what he has to say amid the disaster. It's part of the five things you need to know today coming up at 419. Stay connected to Portland's Afternoon News on FM News 101 KXL. And welcome back to Portland's Afternoon News on FM News 101 KXL. Hi there, I'm Jim Ferretti in for Tim Lance today. All right, we need a little writing music for this next story. Yeah, I'm going to take my horse through the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. So the manager of the Walmart in Plymouth, Massachusetts, is reminding everyone that only service animals are allowed inside after a customer made the trip. Yep. On horseback, 21-year-old Zachariah Dickerson told NBC Boston that he rode his horse four miles from a stable in Plimpton, wherever that is, to get some carrots last weekend. The animal did not go any further than the store's front entrance. The whole incident was captured on social media, of course. So that brings me to the question, Jeremy. What is the craziest service animal you have seen inside a store before? Well, hopefully I've never seen one of these, but I've heard of like an alligator. <laughs> and I'm trying to think, okay, alligators and horses, I know these animals bring a fair amount of comfort. I'm just wondering if maybe we can put that on hold for an hour while you're at the grocery store. When I first read the story, I was like, oh, someone rode the little horse out front that you put the quarters into. Uh, yes. No, they brought the actual horse Does in. the horse have a name? Um, it's probably Get Out. It is now 419. Time now for the five things you need to know today. Number five. Ford Motor Company plans to ramp up production of its all-electric Mustang Mach-E next year. The company expects to produce over 200,000 cars as demand for the vehicle outpaces production. Ford has sold nearly 25,000 Mustang Mach-E models in the U.S. this year alone. Number four. Student loan payments will restart soon. An extension to pause order at the start of the coronavirus pandemic is set to end on January 31st. Borrowers can expect to see a billing statement with at least 21 days, or at least 21 days, before the first payment is due on February 1st. Number three. No U.S. troops will be punished 
for an August drone strike in Afghanistan responsible for killing 10 civilians, including seven children. It happened back in the capital city of Kabul just days after more than a dozen U.S. troops died in a suicide bombing. The top two commanders recommended that nobody be punished, and the defense secretary agreed. Number two. Governor Jared Polis says the COVID-19 emergency in Colorado is over. In an interview last week with Colorado Public Radio, he said the state will not be issuing further mask mandates. He will leave that decision up to individual cities and counties. The governor added that getting vaccinated is an individual's choice and that he respects the right to make that choice. Number one. President Biden will head to Kentucky on Wednesday to see firsthand the destruction from tornadoes. The heartland of America is still feeling the impact of a deadly tornado across several states. At least 74 people are now confirmed dead, and there are fears that number could be higher. The president said his administration stands ready to assist any way it can. We've already approved an emergency declaration and a major disaster declaration for Kentucky. I've spoken with the governor several times.